This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast, the podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of the rock community. I'm Emily Foreman, and with me today are Lori Yoakum and our special guest, Scott Salamini with Nisconset Christian Church. Welcome, Scott. Hi, nice to see you. It's so good to have you on the podcast here. We are excited to learn about what you're doing with rock, but let's start out with telling us a little bit about Nisconset. Thanks. Uh, um, Nisconset Christian Church uh, is on Long Island in New York. Um, It's a multi-generational church that is passionate about seeing the kingdom of God experienced today. So the church has a long history of over 70 years serving the community here on Long Island. Uh, But I personally came on staff about two and a half years ago. I came here to serve serve the Lord. Awesome. Now, can you tell us how you found Rock? Well, about seven years ago, I wanted to have a way to have a simple database to access both visitor and member information, just having a contact list that was better than Excel. So I just got on Google and I searched for open source CRM or open source church management, just all these kinds of words that hoping to find something. I had used a uh, a very, very trimmed down version of an open source thing a few years before, and I liked it. So I thought maybe I could stumble across it again, and rock kept popping up. And so uh, Rock seemed big, but then when I was reading and digging into it a little bit, I'm like, oh, it's open source and it's something that I can get involved in and, and learn from. And, um, and it looked way more solid than an open source program, but I, I, I decided to kind of jump in with both feet. That's very cool. And what helped you choose Rock over some things that might have been a little bit simpler that you were looking at? So funny enough, the main reason, uh, right out of the gate at least, uh, was I wanted a feature that showed the person's information with a space to write notes about them because I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, (laughs) So it helps me to like throw in a note, something somebody said. So when I pull up that name, like, oh, this is who we're talking about. And so uh, I had no idea what I was stepping into when I decided uh, to go forward with implementing Rock and how powerful it really was. I just saw a profile and the timeline feature, and that was enough for me. So would you say that you're naturally a tech person? You, you're you driven by technology? I'm certainly not a programmer uh, or anything like that or whatever even that you know field is, <laughs> but I do love technology. Uh, I love specifically how it solves problems. Mm-hmm. So I would say primarily I'm a problem solver who uses technology toward that end. So, you know, I've played with things like Raspberry Pis, mm-hmm. you know, little, you know, single board computers to solve problems. Uh, but I, I would, everything I've ever done is copy paste. Everything is somebody did this, they solved their problem with this, and I'm just going to take it and use it. So I, I've always approached technology pragmatically. Like, mm-hmm. what can I get out of this? What can I draw from this in order to do something greater than just ones and zeros? 
So it sounds like you're a learner and uh, and you like to tinker with some things. And Rock has a lot to offer on that front. How have you gone about um, learning Rock and growing in that area? Learning Rock one bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, not having a programming background, I made sure uh, whenever I saw something I didn't know, I would just be like, I don't know what that means and move on. You know, even... Um, Oh, I, I wish I would have prepared a thought for this, but uh, with workflows, the word for save is what again? Persist. It is persist. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to learn all of these things, you know, every step yes. of the way. And so, um, so, so things like Rock You videos were huge for me, um, at least, uh, especially the first few where John talks about the Lego set. Mm-hmm. I think that just like, he was he's so good at casting vision so like the vision behind rock was cast and whether i understood anything else after that is a whole nother question and so uh, but really where i made actual progress on learning stuff and growing my knowledge and my knowledge base was through recipes mm. you know uh, there used to be an old website that was set up uh, i don't remember what the mm-hmm. name of that website was but there were some recipes on there and then you guys the greatest decision i think you've made as an organization <laughs> by implementing a recipe page um, I literally check that maybe once a week or once every two weeks just to see, did somebody solve a problem that I didn't know I had or did somebody solve a <laughs> problem good. I do have, right? That's great. Um, and so uh, so then I really like to take those things, kind of de- deconstruct them down. Uh, when when I first when I first started using Rock, um, the first workflow I ever built was a copy-paste workflow from, I, I think it was actually Jim Michael mm-hmm. um, who made that, um, but it was... Um, it used SQL, it used all kinds of lava, all kinds of things. I had no idea. And I just kind of blindly followed what it said and I was able to get it up and running. And so for weeks, months, years after that, I would go back and I would look at it and be like, okay, so why did he do this step and try to unpack that and spend some time learning those things? So um, the Lord just blessed, you know, every step of the way to kind of figure out a little bit more and more every step. Yeah. That and a lot of elbow grease and tenacity, which are incredible traits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, and <laughs> a lot of elbow grease yes. and courage just to try something new. And this is what somebody else did. I'm going to try it here too. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the key features or the tools inside Rock that you find the most useful for managing the operations at your um, your church? So, you know, all of them have unique applications, unique situations that they've blessed ministry for. So. Um, you know, what I would say out of the gate is the prayer wall. There's a recipe on it, on your page, and the prayer wall um, has been transformative. So when I first got here, every time somebody would give a prayer request, there would be an email blast. As you can imagine, when you have that many email blasts mm. going out, people are going to eventually start ignoring it, yep. yeah. right? And, and the last thing I want them ignoring is prayer, right? And mm-hmm. and also understanding maybe this is a serious prayer, like uh, somebody going through a serious situation uh, or somebody just kind of asking a generic prayer. And so the prayer wall created a space where we invited people to go and to seek out those prayer requests and let us know that they're praying for uh, those prayer needs. And so that, I would say, is the biggest one is the prayer wall. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, we use almost every tool. I know we're a smaller church, uh, but we use probably almost all your tools. So we use the calendar and the registration page. Uh, we, we create, we've created all kinds of helpful systems here at the church to implement registration and the calendar. Uh, our administrator does that. 
reuse scheduling, which has been huge here, um, taking away ch- scheduling conflicts, mm-hmm. uh, the text reminder for mm-hmm. that scheduled <laughs> um, uh, for that scheduled event. I wrote a recipe actually on like kind of a weird hack way I did it <laughs> before you guys implemented the system emails, uh, system text, uh, which I still haven't figured out. But <laughs> we do uh, check in. Um, my favorite thing is just customization. Um, I'm always outside the box. I probably live outside the box a little bit too often. And so being outside the box, I'm always trying to think of something very specific to what I want to do. <laughs> like, like it's great. This block is built, but like, I, I want to try to do something a little different. I want a little bit specific kind of data and these kinds of things. So again, that Lego set thing is, mm-hmm. is great. Sometimes I drop my Lego set. <laughs> And when it comes to volunteers, how are you using technology to simplify things for your for your volunteers? You know, again, like I was saying in the beginning with with technology being pragmatically something that um, I use. So my thought with technology is always like, how do I free my hands to serve more? Like, what is something a robot could do mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't mm-hmm. matter? Uh, as much, you know, and uh, or matters, but is not something we want to waste time, energy and resources for. So let technology figure that one out and let's care for the people in front of us. And so, um, you know, I I always think of McDonald's kiosks, you know, uh, a lot of people get scared of that. Maybe like we're doing away with in-person interactions and stuff. But I, I, I think there's more of a an approach to you come to the kiosk and you get your data done, you know, you put your information in there and that's done and it's fixed. But then the person behind the counter, instead of just kind of slapping your food on the counter, can bring it out to you, can can interact with you, can be more you focused. And I think the same thing in ministry is, you know, um, if we could free people where uh, they're not worrying about how to do um, how to keep attendance in a very complicated way or log into a system just where it just makes sense, maybe click a couple buttons and and they're getting done with what they need to get done. So if that makes sense, it's, it's really just kind of freeing people to serve the Lord. Absolutely. So a phrase that I have heard you say um, and that you said you say a lot is, hold tight with a loose grip. And because of this, you find that documentation or documenting is important. Why is that? Um, it's not mine. <laughs> right. Um, so it's the Lord's ultimately. Right. And so uh, when I serve, I that that's what that saying means. Right. I'm holding tight. I'm a good steward of what I've been entrusted, but I hold it with a loose grip because it's 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 not mine. So I need to release that onto the work of the Lord. Uh, but I also need to be able to release that into the hands of his people. Right. I, I understand this is the role of the pastor is that I'm not supposed to just be doing everything right but releasing work into people's hands and so um i think it's one thing to solve a problem it's another thing to solve a problem in a way that can be replicated right and so i think this is why you know i'm not a natural drop breadcrumbs behind me guy like i'm scrappy because sometimes my breadcrumbs can be super confusing right (laughs) i'm scrappy i kind of get where i need to go um in one way or another but i think it's i've i've had to learn to create documentation and mm-hmm. um, set up whole pages where I just drop a note like, okay, I just did this really complicated thing with lava. Let me just write what I did. So that way my future self or other people that are stepping into this ministry um, and using this tool know somewhat of an idea of what we were doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So Scott, in the rock community, we have churches of a variety of different sizes and locations, and all of these things create um, unique problems to solve or ministry issues to approach. Your church is on the smaller side in the rock community. If you're speaking to the members of our listening audience who are a member or serving on the rock team of a smaller church in the community, what are some things that you might offer them as bits of advice or things that have been really helpful for you in your role in your church? So for smaller churches, uh, take one bite at a time. Yeah. Right. Like don't don't try to digest all of rock, uh, especially if you're like me, not coming from a technology background. If you're the type that likes to read manuals, the manuals are super helpful. I am not a read the manual guy. Like I I like to dissect. I like to get out there and start working before I really know what I'm doing. Um, so if you're that type as well, again, so different personalities. But if you're you're that type as well. Um, understand that you got to take one bite at a time ignore some of the features at first and just uh be aware of them maybe listen to the podcast i do that to hear about the new features and stuff that come out and what you guys are planning and thinking about but um uh, but but primarily especially as a smaller church you can think that it's all in you still um within our church that's you know 125 adults you know we run about maybe 150 to 180 total with kids and everything um, you would think we don't have the resources to have a programmer on staff, obviously, right? But right. we have s- several volunteers who just graduated from uh, school to one person was doing all front end work. And so mm. we grabbed her and we said, help us make a calendar page that looks good, functions nicely. Uh, we gave her a little bit idea of how Lava works and functions and boom, she built it Fantastic. for us. She made it pretty. And, uh, and if you go on our website, it looks like, you know, we hired a guy to do something, you know, really high end. And she gave us a day of her time. And so we've tried to do that. Again, one bite at a time is find people's gifts and um, get them get them on board with us. Um, yeah, but don't do it yourself. Yeah, fantastic Delegate advice. Out, say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with check-in, for example, I didn't know it until recently because I just said, I don't understand this. And I made the children's director do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but this when I came here, we sat down together, tried to figure it out together. So that's fantastic. So Scott, we had a conversation recently uh, because a rock partner had reached out to us and mentioned that you were running on Rock fourteen four, which is uh, one of our older versions that's in general release right now, and uh, and recommended that we have a conversation with you. So we're really excited about uh, what this connection means, and I think this also is something that can be inspirational for smaller churches that are currently due to budgetary reasons kind of locked in at an older version of rock, but really are high engagement and high effort. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, specifically how that uh, would would bless us in a way, like getting into a higher level. Is that what? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I could just say specifically with this version, right? Uh, you guys just implemented the passwordless login. And I think passwordless login is a huge benefit for um a church with people that are just learning to enter into the technology space, right? And and so for some people who we're inviting into that space, they don't have to remember usernames and passwords. They get frustrated when they go to the church website and they go to <laughs> get their right. schedule. Like they just punch in their cell phone number and it's solved. And so um, so I could say I, I literally just updated two days ago since we first talked and um, already working to implement that and, and get that word out to those people that are going on rock to going on the website to look up their scheduling and these kinds of things. So so it's freed us again. I, I This is another one of those areas. It's just freeing us to do ministry. 
it's one less thing, one less pressure. Uh, mm. And it's really nice being on the latest and the greatest. <laughs> yes. So uh, Scott Nisconset has just applied for the early access grant. And, and that's what has given you the ability to do that updating to the latest mm. version. And so it's really important just to remind the community that that grant is available for churches that are not currently in the budget position to be able to donate at the recommended level, but are really engaged and involved and doing incredible things with ministry. That's the purpose and passion behind the Rock Project and the very exact purpose of our early access grant. So another great option for small churches that feel like maybe they just aren't able to close that entire gap is to reach out and apply for a grant as well, because it does unlock new ministry activities. And um, and it sounds like you're you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's such a blessing. It's such a such an honor to serve with you guys. So in this way. Well, we're so thankful for you and thankful for the connection that we all made recently. Um, we're excited to hear about what's going on at Nesconset and um, uh, the know that you can have a high impact in the story that you're sharing here with us today to churches that may be in a similar position or may look at the community, which is so vibrant and active. And you don't really realize when you see somebody's face behind a recipe or in a certain area, what their reality and context is. So thanks for sharing yours with us today. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate the opportunity to get on here and share for the context of the smaller church. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us in our listening audience. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you can stay up to date and not miss an episode. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.